Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome uh, to episode two of uh, Tricks and Picks. Uh, we had a very big weekend in football. Um, some of you lost money, um, kind of like me. Um, I'm a little bit <laughs> salty about that. Um, I feel kind of foolish. Uh, the, I mean, the best, the number one, the most important game so far, I think we could all agree on, was probably Dallas, uh, Dallas Niners. Uh, that that was wild. I was in Atlantic City watching that game in the sports book. Uh, a lot of cowboy haters, I'd have to say. Uh, a lot of, I mean, the only people, there were no, there were maybe five Niner fans. There was like one group of Niner fans there uh, re- cheering for the Niners. The rest of them, a bunch of disgruntled Eagle fans you know, cheering for the Niners, which I thought was pretty incredible. Um, you know, that's how Eagle fans are. Uh, Dallas, they, they really put on a display that they really did the most Cowboys and the most Mike McCarthy things. Um, mismanage, terrible clock mismanagement. Um, they played terrible against the team that they were allegedly supposed to beat. Um, and they made me lose money, uh, which really stinks. Uh, I really wish I had the. I really wish I had the Niners, not because I would have won money. That part's obvious, but because I would have been on the side of everybody else in the sports book cheering against the Cowboys, which would have felt right. But anyway, uh, I, I really, I really enjoyed how this goes because I, I think. I might be able to make another song about Mike McCarthy. I never made one about Mike McCarthy, but I made one about a, a lot of other uh, football coaches, uh, namely Urban Meyer. Uh, McCarthy, I will have to say, a lot of people are blaming this all on Dak, and Dak deserves some blame. No doubt. He definitely deserves some blame uh, for what happened at the end of the game, but I'll get to that later. Dak, I, you have to look at Dallas for a second and realize – that Dak was the only guy on the field, including the sidelines, by the way, the only guy on the field who was remotely useful, the only guy who did anything. I mean, they did score two touchdowns, and one of them was a pass from Dak, one of them was a run from Dak. The only guy remotely useful. Uh, The running game, forget about it. Everything else, every big play, every big third, every uh, all, all these big third downs, the Cowboys killed themselves with penalties. Uh, Debo Samuel, who's a wide receiver, had more rushing yards than Ezekiel Elliott did. I mean, Dak's getting a lot of flack for this, but where was Ezekiel Elliott? The guy was completely useless. Um, Like, where was he? Uh, Where was the offensive line? Uh, This is just, they're not, and they call themselves America's team. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, so I think Dak is partly to blame for what happened a little bit, but when you look at the broad scope of things look when you're the only guy who is who has made yourself useful uh i don't think you deserve the brunt of the blame uh when your head coach does not know how to clock manage i mean that's partly on dak too but when your head coach doesn't know how to doesn't know how to clock manage doesn't know how to make play calls uh look i think dak gets a lot of blame just because he's the quarterback and for quarterbacks there's a higher level of uh expectation but I think it's ridiculous that Dak is getting the brunt of the blame on this. When he's the only guy who did anything, Dak had to do everything. And you can't expect the quarterback to do everything when your quarter, when your head coach is incompetent, your O-line is incompetent, your defense can't do anything. C.D. Lamb, who's supposed to be the number one receiver, had like one reception. Uh, like when you're the only guy who does anything useful at all, you know what? I, it's hard for me to get too mad at him. Uh, 
that being said, the thing with the refs, okay, uh, Dak has to know not to run in the middle of the field with no timeouts and thinking that maybe he's going to – and then give the ball to his center instead of the ref and then and then get mad at the refs when you lose. I was salty about that when the ref tackled him because I had money on the Cowboys. But when cooler heads prevailed and I started to use a little bit more of my common sense, I started to realize that Dak was just being an idiot uh, about that. Uh, Mike McCarthy, though – Look, I think people are realizing how pathetic of a head coach Mike McCarthy is. He only the fact that he, that he only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as his head co- as his quarterback uh, was pretty bad. Uh, he has to he has to know how to clock manage. Not only that, don't forget that delay of game that they got when they were trying to do some ridiculous trick play when they ran the guys off the field. I don't know what McCarthy was thinking. I I, I don't know. It, it sounds like something that the Jets would do. Like, it really looked like something the Jets would do. Uh, I, I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, uh, that being said, the sheer contrast between the two teams really on display. Dak is a great QB, but is yet to show up when it matters. Yeah, um, but that can be said about a lot of quarterbacks. Um, I mean, l- look, how many quarterbacks – have been able not many quarterbacks show up when it matters. Let's put it this way. There are very few quarterbacks ever that I could maybe count on one hand that can do it all by themselves that were that were ever able to do that like at all. Um, I mean, if you look at Dan Marino, I think I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure every other year, the equivalent of like half the seasons of his career, he didn't make the playoffs. I could be wrong about that. It's got to be something like that. Very few of them. I mean, you have Rodgers, Brady. Uh, there are very few quarterbacks who singularly can make their teams great or contenders. You got Elway, Brady, Manning, Rodgers. Uh, very few of them were at, were ever able to do that. Um, so I, I don't put too much blame on the, the main blame I put on. Right, right after a fake punt makes no sense. Um, yeah, it didn't. I, I don't. I didn't get that. It was first down. The thing is, there was no point for a trick play. They were midfield. You're trying to just get down the field, and they go for some ridiculous trick play that didn't even work. It ended up with a delay of game. Like, I don't know what they were thinking, how they were going to fool the Niners. But you know what? They weren't moving the ball at all, and they were going for this trick play. I don't know what they're thinking. On a first down, no less. It's just – and delay of game is the worst penalty in sports. I, I mean, if I'm a coach, I am losing my mind if I get a delay of game. And I'm doing anything to avoid that. I don't know. I don't know. Good coaches don't do that. Um, I, I'll say, though, that you see the clear contrast between the Niners, between Garoppolo and Dak, and the Niners and the Cowboys. The Niners played in a much tougher uh, – the Niners played in – played a much tougher schedule than Dallas did. I mean, Dallas Dallas plays in the NFC East. That's six <clears> – <throat> Sorry, that's six like automatic wins for Dallas. So I think that really inflated people's perception of Dallas. And, you know, Garoppolo is very lucky, unlike unlike Dak, because Dak had to do everything. Garoppolo hardly did anything. I mean, Garoppolo's entire job there was just don't mess it up. I mean, they they just 
they won, they run, they ran, they won entirely because of their defense and their run game, kind of like the Jets did when they made the AFC championship game, which is good enough. I mean, Garoppolo's good enough to not screw it all up. I'll give him credit there, but it's not like he's leading the team anywhere. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, the NBA refs came at Dak. Uh, the NBA refs apparently have like their own Twitter account and they got came at Dak for uh, talking about uh, for talking about uh, when, you know, his comments after the game, he's like, oh, credit to the fans for throwing trash at the refs or whatever. Um, and honestly, I didn't even know. Uh, wait, wait a second. Let me pull up the tweet for a second. Uh, so here's here's what they tweeted. The NBRA, which is uh, the NBA refs. National Basketball Refs Association condemns the comment by Des- by Dak Prescott condone- condoning violence against game officials. As an NFL leader, he should know better. He encouraged the NFL to take action to discourage this deplorable this deplorable behavior in the future. Uh, I-, I don't know. I think that's a little, <laughs> I think that's a little much. Um, I mean, I didn't know there was there was an NBA refs association. Um, I hope Tim Donaghy is still not a part of it. Uh, if that's the case. Um, I don't know. That's a little much. Um, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, I don't know. Just just a footnote in this whole refs thing. Kellen Moore may have just ruined a chance of getting a head coaching job this year. Yeah, I think he I think he may have done that. Um, I mean, I don't know who is going to hire him, but if teams were considering him, then, yeah, they easily could have screwed him. I, I mean, I don't know if it makes Kellen Moore look bad or if it makes McCarthy look bad. I guess you could say both. Um Dallas also played a third place schedule. Correct. Uh, I mean, the, the, the NFC East is terrible. I mean, to be fair, the Packers kind of did too. The difference is the Packers were able to win, uh, were able to be in first place. I guess that it would be the main difference. Um, Dak is whack. I mean, I'm a Jet fan, so Dak is not so whack to me. Um, the Raiders, uh, Bengals. I had the Raiders that game, uh, plus six and a half. Um, so I really felt bad. Um, I mean, the Bengals are clearly a better team, but if the but it is worth noting that people aren't talking about that much how bad this officiating crew was. The, the Bengals basically got a free touchdown because they blew the call dead, and then they said after, then they just let the touchdown go. Um, that that call has got to be dead. Uh, it would be like if in a tennis match, uh, uh, the the line judge called out, and then the player hit the ball out. It, after they called the ball out and then they just said, Oh, it, it didn't matter. Like, I don't understand how you can call a play dead and then, and then just get, pretend that you didn't and then just give away that touchdown. Um, I did like the way Burrow played. He's one of the best young. He's um, I'd say he's my third favorite young quarterback right now behind Mahomes and Allen. Uh, but I like the way I like the way Burrow played and the Raiders have to be like the luckiest team in all of sports. All they they were they were lucky that the, that the that Brandon Staley doesn't know how to coach. They were lucky that the refs kind of bailed them out last game. They were lucky that that they played a bunch of teams at the right time that like the Browns without uh, without Baker Mayfield and the Colts when they were going downhill and all that. The Raiders have like. The Raiders have to be like the luckiest team in football that they were able to get that far. Um, but I'll give them credit. They did a little, uh, they held their own. I'd say um, one of it. I think that this past game 
this past um, AFC uh, the uh, Bills and Patriots game, I think that shows um, that I'd rather have a great quarterback than a great coach. Um, I enjoyed, I thoroughly enjoyed watching these games partly because the four worst fan bases in sports, um, Patriots, Eagles, Cowboys, and Steelers all got trounced. It felt amazing, especially the Patriots. It's great to see the Patriots lose, uh, not, not, not just lose, get manhandled, annihilated like that. Um, Josh Allen, I've never seen a quarterback be that amazing in cold weather. And I think that's a really underrated trait for a quarterback. If you can play, look, anybody can play in warm weather. Sam Darnold was amazing Was was amazing at USC in the warm weather. Josh Rosen was very good at UCLA in warm weather. Uh, and then he couldn't do anything in the NFL. But I think being able to play in cold weather is a very underrated trait, um, which Josh Allen, he, so far, he looks like he might be the GOAT in cold weather. Um, from what I've seen, uh, that was, I mean, I, you have to remember, the Patriots were supposedly, they, they had one of the top-ranked defenses in the NFL, uh, Bill Belichick, the best head coach in the NFL, and he's defensive-minded, and that and the Bills trounced. They, they, New England was not even competitive against them. I, I mean, that was just amazing. I did not. Everybody thought that was going to be an under game, but how many quarterbacks can put in and put up forty-seven points against one of the top defenses, the best head coach uh, in the history of the NFL, and in like two feet of snow? I don't know how many people can do that. I mean, it, it really. That's amazing what Allen was able to do. Um, I don't know how many how many quarterbacks can do that. I mean, I don't know if Mahomes. I love Mahomes, but I don't know if Mahomes can do that. Uh, and you know, being able to play in cold weather is like the I feel like is the ultimate litmus test. Um, I I know there's seven teams in the playoffs now. I don't like it. I think the new playoff format sucks. Uh, the Steelers. I mean. The, the bottom two teams in each conference, the Eagles and the Steelers, the Eagles half a game above 500 and the weakest division in sports in, uh, in football, they weren't competitive against the Bucks. They're not as, but it's even worse. Uh, it's even worse with, uh, with the Steelers and the chiefs. I mean, the Steelers, the, I mean, I don't know why people wanted to see big Ben play this game. I mean, think about it. It would have been better if he had just not made the playoffs and his season just ended like that rather than just getting destroyed by Kansas city. I don't like, is this really how you want to go out? I don't understand that. I like it. Only the one seed should get a buy, but they do. Um, they do get a buy. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Uh, with the six teams and then the ones he gets a buy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they need to get a buy. I mean, I prefer the six teams. I don't know how you work it that way. If what, unless you have like a, I mean, I guess you could do that um, theoretically. Um, I don't care if the uh, number one, if the ones he gets a buy or not. I mean, should the Titans have gotten a buy over the Chiefs? I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think a lot of teams. I think a six. I think a six seed could beat the Titans. Um, I don't see. I don't see why that couldn't happen. Uh, I don't see why the. Who, what I don't I don't see why the uh Cardinals couldn't uh I don't see why the uh who was it uh why the Patriots couldn't have beaten the Titans um I, I don't I, I don't think that would that would I I wouldn't have a problem with that um yeah I don't care if the one seed gets uh I don't care if the one seed gets uh uh 
a buy or not. Sorry about that. That was a brain fart. I think I said the Cardinals wrong conference. Um, no, I think it stinks because these bottom two, these bottom teams are not good enough. The Steelers aren't good enough. Uh, I don't think anybody would have seen them this year and thought that they were good enough. The Chargers probably were would have been better seated, uh, would have been uh, better suited. The extra playoff team, playoff team is a stretch. I agree. I, I don't think play. I don't think expanding playoffs in sports is always a good thing. Uh, sometimes it's just too much. Basketball. I don't mind the playing game type of thing, but in basketball. Look, a bunch of below average teams are now like getting spots in the playoffs. It makes no sense. Uh, I mean, the Knicks, I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, but the Knicks are actually getting a shot at the playoffs. I mean, that's really pathetic. The Knicks don't deserve anything. Um, uh, Speaking of Matt Stafford, I mean, we all saw the Rams destroy Arizona. And, you know, it's such a contrast for Stafford. I mean, Stafford, I think, is arguably a top five quarterback in the league right now. Arguably. He's either top five or top seven, something like that. Um, it, it's nice to see a quarterback who used to have to do everything have to do very little now. Um, he was efficient in what he did, but he, he didn't do much. Uh, I, I guess you could say it's nice to see that little contrast in his career. Um, and it, it's nice to see him win a playoff game because he constantly got destroyed for not being good enough because he didn't win a playoff game. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go through some more of these topics. Um, Julius Randle, huge waste of money. Um, they should get him out. Uh, they should trade. I don't know what they're going to trade him for. I'm not sure. But he can't be traded until February 3rd because it's in his contract. Um, he is supposed to get – hold on. Let me pull this up. In his contract extension, he's supposed to get twenty nine more than twenty nine million dollars a year. Uh, that's a huge waste of money. All he can do is put a thumbs, give a thumbs down to the fans. Uh, that's all he can do. Um, I don't know. Just get rid of this guy. He stinks. Uh, don't at least he he's okay, but he's not worth twenty nine million dollars. Just get rid of him. Uh, anyway. Um, we're gonna bring my good friend on another review and preview alum. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. Uh, Hank joins the show. How are you doing today, Hank? What's up, Nick? I'm doing pretty good, just like old times, man. Yeah, I had to bring you on because people might get tired of me. Um, <laughs> I see I see you got your Rangers hat right now. Yes, sir. Have you tapped the flag recently? Uh, I still have that, that flag somewhere in my house. So, it's not hanging up in this basement, but it's probably in my room somewhere. But how often do you tap it before, like, every game? Oh, I'm sure I probably every game I have my own little good luck rituals. <laughs> I got my old poster right here behind. Now, let me ask you a question about your good luck rituals. Do you only have that in hockey? Uh, it depends on when the situation calls for it. So it depends on what, what your gut is telling you? Yeah. So it's not before every regular season game? No, I, I do it kind of big during the playoffs. Like if you remember – Actually, no, you didn't really know me, but when, when the Rangers were making those like deep runs during the playoffs, I grew out my beard. Like, like, when, they, oh, like when they played the Kings? Yeah, that, and then the, when they played the Lightning the year afterwards, and then when they had those epic capital series. Good yeah, time. No, I remember that. Yep. I actually did watch hockey at the time. I did watch a little bit of those games. Yes, those those were very memorable series. I'll never forget the Derek Stepan double overtime goal, and then... Also, never forget the three-one comeback against Pittsburgh, and then the Montreal series win, one nothing. Henrik got that big shutout in Game Six, and then Stanley Cup Finals. That's still that's still a bit of a sore spot, but you know what? 
they got a pretty good team this year. We'll see how they do. And Chris Kreider injuring, injuring uh, Carey Price and all that. Hey, he was slew-footed. That was not <laughs> that was not a Chris Kreider doing it on purpose. Yeah, okay, okay. That's enough hockey talk. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Sorry. A lot of talking for me. Uh, so you saw these games, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes, did, did you see the crying cowboy fans? Oh my gosh, that that was that was awesome to see. Every, every time they lose in the early round, never gets old. Like every single year with that team, it's the same. They get so much hype during the course. <laughs> oh That's my gosh, there's four minutes left. They still have a chance to win, and she's giving up on her team. It's great. <laughs> yeah, there's like four minutes left, and you're already crying. That's just so strange. <laughs> well, I mean. Again, every single year, they get hyped up. They have a good regular season. Then come the playoff time, they always find – well, they'll always find a way to choke either in the playoffs or in December. Wait. It's one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I – they always figure out – I mean, they're, they're very much a choking team. Yep. And they've and they've been doing this for years. Yeah, dating back to probably the 07 divisional round. I mean, that was a great Cowboy team. I remember they won thirteen three. And uh, who was that team that beat them in the divisional round again? Oh, oh the, right, Giants. the Giants. R. W. McQuarters, the pick in the end zone. Yes, I remember all that. And then before that, you had the botched the botched uh, snap with Tony Romo. Yes, yes, I, rem- I remember all this. I, I mean, we were young though. Yeah. So if you could take any young quarterback right now, any of the young quarterbacks, and you get them until the end of their careers, like any current quarterback right now, and you have him till the end of his career, who would you take? Stephen A. loves those pictures. Yeah. See, this is a tough one. Are we talking about guys like the Joey Burrow, the Joe Burrows, the Justin Herberts? Any of them. I mean – Okay, you have options from, say, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to Joe Burrow, Allen, whoever. I would probably I would probably take Joe Burrow um, – not Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. That guy has one of the most insane arm strengths I have ever seen. He's proven to be the real deal. Chargers should have gone to the playoffs, and I think he was probably the one reason why they were even relevant down the stretch towards the end of the season and – I kind of wish they would have beaten the Raiders because it would have been fun to really see him in the playoffs for the first time, but I think his time will come. And obviously one of the big what-ifs for me is I think if the Giants had maybe waited another year, they could have easily taken him in that first round. I mean, if you remember, they they wanted him too that year in 2019, but then he decided to go back to college, which probably was the smart thing on his part. But, you know, again, I know the Chargers haven't really done in college. Huh? He was good in college. Yeah, he was. He was fantastic in college. But, yeah, no, like Dom said, the Chargers' defense was awful. And, again, I'm not going to blame Herbert for the fact that they lost 41-23 to the Texans. I mean, your defense gives up 41 points to the Houston Texans. I don't think you really deserve to be in the playoffs anyways. Yeah, and they're not to mention their head coach screwed it all up. Uh, Oh, yeah, he should have just gone for the time. Justin Herbert is pretty, not even arguably, a top-10 quarterback in the league. And he's yeah. the only one who didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, that's insane. Like of any of the top 10 quarterbacks. And it just goes to show you put him in the right situation. He's going to thrive. 
I think all the Chargers need to do is just fix their defense, get them in better line. They're good. I mean, the Chargers were maybe a little bit above average this year, but the reason they were a little bit above average was because of Herbert. They would have been pretty bad with without him. Yeah, my point exactly. And uh, Dom is just asking, should Staley be fired? I don't know mm. if I'd fire him after year one because he did lead the Chargers to a better finish than in years past. But with that being said, I feel like the Chargers were relevant later on in the season more in spite of them than because of him. So I would probably lean towards yes in that department. But I don't, I don't know, know if I would, fire him just yet. I don't know if I would fire him because the team's no. experienced enough success to not fire him. But if the team was really bad and they made these decisions, I would oh, say absolutely. Fine. Like absolutely. if he coached a team like the Giants or the Jets and he had this bad judgment, I said fire him. But because they're not so bad, I say don't fire him. That's usually how it would work. Yeah, no, I would. Um, I'd, I'd give him another year. It was, I mean, he had a better first year than a lot of other young coaches do. He led them, yes. led them into a meaningful game the last day of the season. And was it his fault that they lost? Yeah, obviously. You play for the tie. Your tie gets you in the playoffs. No reason to have some of his play calling. And let's not forget, he also he also made a bad play that cost him the Chiefs game too. So. Ultimately, I think he was trying to be too risky when he didn't really need to me, but I think Tom's right. Over time, he's a young coach that so will probably learn over time, and he's got a nice young quarterback at his disposal. I think I think he should probably stay another few years. Well, like, don't go for it on fourth and one in your own territory. Oh, yeah, no, that, that's, that's that was that, that was by far the worst decision he made. Oh. I mean, people talk about the timeout. Oh. Going for it on fourth and one, you have to remember, the Raiders were not moving the ball. There's no way they were they were not going like that possession lasted like 30 seconds. They weren't doing anything at that point in the game. If they had just mm-hmm. punted it, they get the ball back. There is no way. Like he essentially just gave up three points for no reason. Like that totally that play totally cost the Chargers the game. Not so much the timeout. Um, I don't really buy into the whole timeout narrative. Um, I said it on my last show. I don't believe the Raiders were going to go for a tie. Um, logically, it doesn't make. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't tell you exactly what they would have or wouldn't have done. I don't know. But logically, it would not have made sense that they were just going to go for the tie uh, when they were just when they were on the, I think, the 39 or 40 yard line. They just had to move up a little bit to get the field goal. Um, It just didn't make any sense. Well, yeah. And also, it's a division rivalry. Do you really do you really want to play a tie against a team like the Raiders or or if you're the Raiders against a team like the Chargers, who let's face it, if you're the Raiders, you better be careful because you're not just going to be dealing with one young, amazing quarterback for the next five, 10 years. You're going to be dealing with two with Justin Herbert. Well, it's not just that, but it's yeah. like you also have to remember Rich Passaccia is an interim head coach. So he's right. basically auditioning for next year. Do you really believe that a guy who is who's just auditioning for a job next year is then going to say nobody cares that Rich Passaccia is from Yonkers? Uh, easy there, Nick. I don't live too far from Yonkers. I think that's pretty I'm, cool. I, I'm not anti-Yonkers. I'm just saying, you know, Mohamed Sanu is uh, a native of uh, Sayreville, not not too far. Well, like I said, I don't really see see or hear about too many people from Westchester doing well in the NFL, so I think it's pretty cool. That, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I, I'd have to say Basaccia, look, he's – auditioning for a job next year do you really believe that he's just going to go for the tie does that make any sense at all i mean very few coaches would actually go for a tie in that situation bowles and john fox are the only coaches conservative enough to do that 
God, balls. Gosh. So, yeah, like, no, that me, makes, that's a good point. And playing for a tie, especially against a division rival, especially when if you go for the win, you get a much better playoff position playing the Bengals. And if you beat the Bengals, you'll play the Titans, assuming the Chargers, uh, assuming um, – uh, the the Chiefs win the first round. Yeah. Then you play the Titans. I, I mean, I don't understand how you can come to that conclusion that it's a good idea to just go for the tie because you get the seven seed and likely get destroyed in the first round. What like like to me, none of that logic makes any sense. They really so they were going to go for the tie until they called the timeout and then said we're not going to go for the tie. I don't understand that at all. Um, but anyway, I, I mean that's old news. I don't feel that's like that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But it's also old news. I don't feel like continuing to talk about it. Um, so you saw – now, you you saw – oh, by the way, to answer that question, I would say I would probably take Allen of all the quarterbacks. Mm, that's not a bad choice either. I, I, I like Josh Allen a lot too. I think Holmes, I take him too. But Allen I think might be my top. My I think top. if you can build – he is proven. You build a great team around him. Look what Buffalo did and then – you got a guy who can play in the cold weather. I think that's that's really I mean, good. like I said, a very underrated skill set. I don't really think that there's a wrong answer to that question. I think a lot of them are talented in their own right. I think really it's all a matter of just being able to get a get a talented quarterback and build a good team around him, and then and then you're going places. Yeah, yeah. And are you a Stafford guy? Are you pro or anti Stafford? I like Matt Stafford. I don't think so he's really... pro Stafford. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't. I would say I'm pro Stafford. I mean. Look, do I think he's the best quarterback in the league? Not necessarily, but then you look at what he dealt with in Detroit. Like he never really had a running game. I mean, other than Calvin Johnson, what kind of weapons did he have? Like he no. was he was in a horrible situation with the Detroit Lions for so many years. Now he's on a team with a bunch of all stars, and he finally got his first playoff win. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. I feel really happy for Stafford because I've been a longtime Stafford defender. I think actually. One of my hot takes a couple years ago, I said once, if you switched him with Mitch Trubisky, I think the Bears in 2019 probably could have been, say, 12, 4, 13, and 3. That's how much, that's how much right. I, right. how good of a quarterback I think Matthew Stafford is. And yeah, good that's how good of a team the Bears had around him. I really think he would have made them that much better. I mean, he has that now. Mm-hmm. He definitely has that now with the Rams, which he never had before. Exactly. I mean, he was able to take Lions teams that were otherwise horrible, like horrifically bad, and make mm-hmm. them average. Yeah. In the past, he was able to like, make them say eight and eight teams. Yeah, totally. You know, I um, agree. I think, I think if anything, he <clears throat> was probably, if anything, I think when he was with the Lions, he was probably the anchor that kept them from being as bad as they could have been. And now that they have Jared Goff, look where they are at, at the bottom. And Nick, remember, I told you on Super Bowl Sunday a couple years ago, I told you that Jared Goff wasn't a great quarterback. And look who got proven right. No, you were right. Except I, I believed you. I didn't I didn't doubt yeah. you at all with the Jared Goff thing. Yeah, no. I every time I, I take a look at that horrible Super Bowl, like he, like he missed a lot of wide receivers. He was underthrowing guys. Like you look at film, like they would have won that Super Bowl with any other quarterback, the Rams. And now they finally have a legit guy with Matthew Stafford. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow they went on to beat the beat the Buccaneers in this round. However, with that being said, at the same time, 
they're playing Tom Brady again twice. And I also have a very hard time picking against Tom Brady to lose to the same opponent twice. It doesn't really happen too often. No, I don't think the Rams are going to beat the Bucks. I don't think that. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think Stafford showed that if he's on a good team, you can have a very – as long as you put a good team around him, he can really do very well. Definitely. Um, Definitely. So you saw – am I wrong about you, – you saw what I said about Dak, right? Yeah. Am no, I wrong yeah. about any of that? No, not necessarily. I mean, look, look, I'm not going to tell you that Dak – wasn't necessarily a problem for the Cowboys because let's not kid ourselves. I don't think he's necessarily an elite quarterback, but the reason that the Cowboys lost that game at the end of the day, it really goes hand in hand. Like, you know, Zeke Elliott, like you said, he was, he didn't do he was anything. no show. Like, Mike, he might as well have not shown up. Mike McCarthy was a receiver and he play call was the rushing was. Mike that? McCarthy made some of the worst play calling I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, why would you even try another trick play after you just succeeded with a fake punt? It's first and ten. You get a delay of You're game. driving down the field like that. I honestly think low key. I don't think it gets talked enough. I think that changes the game. And I literally remember saying to saying to somebody when that happened, I said, "Look, I know they kicked the field goal, but if the Cowboys lose this game, that's going to be a big reason." And sure enough, look look what happened. I think they score maybe a few more points on that drive. Who knows? Maybe they're in a position to like kick a field goal and maybe they don't even have, we're not even having a whole discussion of whether Dak should have ran that draw and make no mistake. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that was the right call either. Again, you're a quarterback in the league with good situational awareness. You got to either throw the ball towards the end zone or throw it down the sideline and stop the clock. You don't, you think Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers would do something like that? No, no. it it was the worst judge. It was horrible judgment. Um, That being said, they were in that position because everybody – that doesn't mean Dak is not responsible at all. But right. they were in that position because nobody else was was remotely useful on the team. Yeah, no, I I, I don't disagree. And, that, and that's a really damning statement because look at how much talent the Cowboys had. That, to me, has never been the issue. You have guys like Micah Parsons. You have Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs got burned. By way, he was horrible too. I didn't bring Trayvon it up. Trayvon Diggs had a bad game too. Are we not going to talk about that? Yeah, and I destroyed him. Micah Parsons. Everyone was telling everyone was telling me this guy was the next Lawrence Taylor. What did he do in that game? I mean, I think Trayvon. I think Trayvon Diggs is. I'm not saying he's bad, but he's very overrated. I think he's very hit or miss. I think another point that you made is the Cowboys, as talented as they were. I also had the, the reason I had the 49ers winning that game was because you look at the quality of opponents the Dallas Cowboys played. Name me any one of them that would have that was like a legitimate threat. You can't. No, I know. I mean, every, so, every team that they lost to, they like were a legit team. They even lost to the Cardinals near the end of the season. Like, yeah, the Cowboys. And like the Cardinals on the downside of the season. I mean, the Cardinals. If they hadn't beat the Cowboys, I would think they – I mean, the second half of the season, the Cardinals were terrible. Oh, and absolutely. they showed it. They they weren't competitive. I mean, they really were not – let's be real. They weren't the same once Kyler Murray got hurt. No, they weren't the same at all. And they were still – and they still beat the Cowboys. And the Niners, they won like – I'm pretty sure they went 9-2 and two in their last 11 games. Sounds about right, yeah. Okay, I'm going to make sure I'm not wrong about that. Um, And the Niners – 
And don't don't forget, they beat the Rams in the final game of the season. You know they've won five straight games against the Rams? Yeah, I do. And so, I mean, Garoppolo just has such a good team around him, unlike Dak. Garoppolo has also been pretty good when it mattered most, though. So I'll, I'll give him the – It's really hand in hand. That, that had to have been the best, the greatest incompletion of all time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but, you know, he didn't do much. He threw no, – he didn't, he didn't do much at all. He didn't he throw did. one touchdown pass. Um, he threw one pick, and that's it. Uh, he, and that pick damn near cost him the game. Yeah. But you also have to remember, like, he's good enough to manage the game. But because the Niners have such a good defense and run game, that's the reason they won. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. And at the end of the day, because of that, like as much as I'd like to, I think that the 49ers could probably put a scare into the Packers. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't think the Packers are going to commit 14 penalties again. And no chance Aaron Rodgers is going to have the lack of situational awareness that Dak did. So I don't think they're going to be as lucky against the Green Bay Packers for that reason. And while Jimmy G is solid, I think at best, Jimmy G is a very good quarterback. Note it, keywords, very good. Not great, not elite, very good. Okay, so let me ask you a question. You're a Giant fan. Yes. Uh, you have a choice between having one of these two quarterbacks next year, Jimmy G or Daniel Jones. I would probably – that's a tough one. I would probably lean towards Jimmy G, but with yeah. that being said, that's that's not really saying much because – I don't really think it was Daniel Jones's fault this year. I mean, look, look how the Giants did once Jimmy, once Daniel Jones got injured. Like they lost the last six games in a row. They were stuck with frigging Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm. They absolutely horrible. Daniel Jones, if anything, you could maybe argue that he was sort of an anchor at some point in the season. Like he was the better quarterback out of what they had. And once he got injured, you saw how bad the Giants really were. All right. So I'm, I'm going to make three picks. You can make three picks too, if you want. Okay. Um, okay, so his shoulder concerns me, that Green Bay money line. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not getting anything from that Green Bay. I mean, they're favored by six points. I mean, I don't – unless I'm parlaying it with some other money line. Like, like, I would parlay – if anything, I would maybe parlay the Packers with the Bengals plus three and a half. Maybe I would do that. Um, but I don't know, just one money line pick. I mean, you're not getting – you could do that, but you're not getting much out of it. Okay, so Packers, Niners. Packers minus six. I'm taking. I'm taking the Packers. They should win by one touchdown or more. Yeah, I would agree. Like I said, I think the Niners can make this a game, but at the end of the day, ultimately, even though they have talented talent on on one side of the ball, I just don't think Jimmy Garoppolo, even if he's healthy, I don't think he he can necessarily compete with Aaron Rodgers. And at the end no. of the day, I also think that you know the Packers are not going to make the same mistakes as the Dallas Cowboys did. I'm, I mean, look, I'm glad the Niners won that game. They earned it, but again, they also benefited from the Cowboys being very undisciplined. I, okay, I don't so think that's going to happen with the Packers. The Chiefs and the Bills, Chiefs plus one and a half. I take the Bills. I'm, I'm sorry, Chiefs minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills too. I think the Chiefs have had a good winning streak over the course of the second half, but I have a feeling they're going to be due for an early elimination. I think this is one of the weaker Chiefs teams we've seen in years past. It's the weakest Mahomes. Buffalo has got. Can we also can I also mention Buffalo has slowly gotten better over the course of the second half. They absolutely dominated the New England Patriots. Like I caught the end of the Ra- the Raiders game cuz 
there was a, there were some TVs right around where I was sitting at the Rangers Flyers game. And I, I missed the first half of this, but like when I watched the highlights as I was going back to my hotel, like the Bills absolutely like were destroying them. Like, and this was one of the best defenses in the league. Josh Allen was just carving them up left and right. The Chiefs defense isn't quite as good as the Patriots. I think I think the Bills can win this game. I really do. Yeah. In fact, they also played them last year. I think they I would, get their revenge. In fact, I would consider taking the Bills money line. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad debt. Um, Bengals, Bengals, Titans. I like the Bengals plus three and a half. I just mainly because I like their quarterback play better. Bills money line. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. Um, and I mean, you, know, you also, also, you have to forget they're playing in Kansas City, which does make a difference with the spread. So yes. if they were playing like at a neutral site, the Bills would probably be favored by a little bit. True, but yeah, no, I agree. I think I think the Bills ultimately will be able to come away with the win in Kansas City and. Um, Getting back to your uh, Titans Bengals, this is a tough one because I think I think maybe the Titans could steal it if Derrick Henry comes back. However, with that being said, I think is even he if playing? he does, is, is he playing? I I'm hearing rumors that he might. My thing is, even if he does come back, I think the Bengals are going to focus their game plan slowly on him. And if you make Ryan Tannehill throw the ball a lot, I think that's the way you win the game. And ultimately, I think Joe Burrow is the better quarterback. He has more potential. Give me the Bengals. Yeah, I would guess I would take the Bengals too. I'm not sold yeah. on the Titans. I think they're kind of like the Hawks were when they were the one seed. Like they won. Oh, a are you talking about like the 2015 games. Atlanta Hawks? Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, th- that's kind of how I see the Titans this year. I would probably um, over or under for Kansas with the City versus Buffalo. Um, I don't know what the weather is going to be like, but I would probably. I would probably go with the over, depending on the weather. I don't know how it's going to work. Don't quote me on that. But I would maybe go slightly under, but I, I make sense. Disagree. I'm taking Tennessee. That defense is good. They have the better look. They probably do, but at the but at the end of the day, sometimes it can come down to the quarterbacks too. I I yeah. can't like ignore that consideration. If Henry is healthy, I don't see uh, since he's stopping. I, I think they can. I mean, I. I don't know. I, I I'm mainly sold on just how good Burrow is. Um, but anyway, I have to go now. Uh, that's thanks so much, Hank, for coming on. No worries, always pleasure, buddy. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll see you guys next week. Um, the, on episode three of Tricks and Picks, this is called this. This one is the refs. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>